Welcome to Your Voice Must Be Heard. This is a podcast where we share stories strategically in order to encourage our listeners to elevate their mindset and to enrich their lives. I'm your host, Marquita McGee, and I have the honor and privilege to sit here with my dear friend, Linnea Preston. Welcome, Linnea. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor and a privilege. Yes, it, I'm just, I'm excited. It is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited too. You know, we're talking about the topic of fertility and faith and going down that journey, but it's more than just a topic. It's a story. It's your story. And I believe that what we're talking about burdened the hearts of many women around the world um, since the beginning of time. Um, And that's the ability to conceive and bear children from our own bodies that God designed. Um, You know, we've seen instances where women they either can't conceive or they've conceived and, and, and maybe miscarried or they've conceived, carried the baby and then give birth. But then something happens, you know, with the baby. And so we go through so many challenges. And as women, we have all these different options. We, you know, we try diets and different supplements and maybe even medical interventions such as IVF or surrogacy or maybe a big one such as adoption. But very rarely do we see women who choose their faith. And that's what you did. And so I'm so excited to share that story. So just a little bit about you for our audience. Um, You're a great, powerful woman of faith. Um, You're a woman in business and ministry. You're a lovely wife that's been married. How many years? Um, We're coming up to your anniversary now. Yes, it'll actually be 19 years tomorrow as of this recording. So, wow. Yeah, we're, we're coming up on wow. 19. Years. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank so, you. you are a loving woman with much experience to share. That's another topic for another time. And then you have these two <laughs> lovely teenagers yeah. or preteens, they're entering to that stage. So, That is amazing. And then here we have this 12-year fertility journey. Wow. Yes. So we're talking about fertility, but we're not talking about fertility. What we're really talking about is the power of faith and holding on until. Yes. So I want you to tell us a little bit about that journey. Take us back 12 years ago until now. Okay, so 12 years ago, I had two children already, which they had been a faith journey in themselves. I had great difficulty conceiving my son. My son is my first um, child, and that took five years, almost five years to conceive him. But then my daughter came quickly after him. And I thought that, okay, I'm fertile myrtle now, you know, (laughs) I didn't have these two children (laughs) and lo and behold, I want to (laughs) say, I want to say my oldest might have been five at the time. He might've been younger because this, this has been going on for 12 years and he's 14 now, but, um, he, uh, He was the one to open my womb. Daughter came less than two years after him. And then I got pregnant again. I got pregnant Mm -hmm. and I miscarried. And then I got pregnant again. Mm -hmm. And then I miscarried again. And I want to say between those two miscarriages, I didn't even like my body didn't even have a menstrual cycle again. Got pregnant, miscarried, got pregnant again, and miscarried. And I really didn't understand what in the world was going on because I had carried, successfully carried these two children already. And I thought I was past the Mm -hmm. infertility stage. And that just really rocked my world. And so several months passed. I had a miscarriage in January of 2014, I believe. The next one was in April of 2014. And then I conceived again 
in October of 2014, and I that pregnancy was an ectopic pregnancy, and it ruptured, and so that not only resulted in the loss of the baby, but I almost lost my life. I had to have emergency surgery. I had to have mm. a tube removed, and um, it was very traumatic. And then after that, I did not get pregnant again. I did not get pregnant again until now. And I'm like, okay. Let me ask you something right there. Okay, two miscarriages, and then you tried a third time, and it was an ectopic pregnancy. I mean, why not stop there? Why continue? I mean, you, you've been blessed. You know, some people may say, okay, she's been blessed. She has children already. Why are you going to continue to put your body through something like this? I mean, what gave you hope to continue? What, what encouraged you to continue to pursue this? Well, first, I felt like the Lord put a desire in my heart for more children. And my husband had a desire for more children. And it felt like when those things happened, it felt like a robbery. It didn't feel like something that was supposed to be. And so what I refused to do is allow the enemy to actually steal from me because I know he's the one that comes to steal, kill and destroy. And so if I have lost these babies, it's not because of the Lord. And if I have the desire that lines up with the word, which says to be fruitful and multiply, which says that children are a heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. If it says that when you're living under the blessing that you shall not cast your fruit before it's time, it's like, well, I'm a believer. I live this. I walk in this. Then this should not be my portion. So since it has been my Mm. portion, we're not going to act like, you know, whatever. That was my portion. I had lost several babies, almost lost my life, which goes against what his word says. It's like, no, we're not doing that. You won't win. And I think part of that is he's not going to (laughs) win. Amen. You will not triumph over me. So I think that's what kept me, kept me pushing. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, that that is the power of faith. You know, I heard a great man say, you know, that faith is not just this mental thing. It's actually a force, a force that has the ability to change and reshape your life if you allow it and if you apply it. And like you say, you just you knew that you had a promise. You knew that the Lord meant for you to be fruitful and you all had a desire to continue to be fruitful. So. That is great to hear. So tell us more. So after that, you know, you said, okay, you, you know, we're trying to regather your life after almost losing it. Continue on from there. Okay. So what I want to make sure I'm clear about is that the journey was messy. (laughs) It wasn't wrapped up in a neat and tidy bow. And I wasn't always as emphatic Mm. about standing. If I, if I sat there and said that, I'd be lying. I'd be lying through my teeth. Cause sometimes I would be like, you know what, this is hard and forget it. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, just, just, just forget it because it was so, it was traumatic. It was hurtful. I mean, when you are dealing with infertility, when you have a desire for children, a lot of times you watch others have children. You watch others conceive that don't necessarily want to conceive. Mm -hmm. You watch people kind of live your desire out. Mm -hmm. And so it creates like this deferred hope. And the word says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so there were periods of time during this journey where I would describe myself as heart sick, where maybe not in the first year after the miscarriages and maybe not even the Mm. second year. I think I was just trying to keep my head above water and not let what had happened destroy my faith in God, period. And destroy the intimacy in the relationship because it does make you feel vulnerable. It makes you feel like, okay, wait a minute. Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Yeah. 
I'm supposed to be safe with him. And these terrible things happened to me. So I believe in the first couple of years, mm. I was just trying to, I was just trying to stay with him and not lose hope in him. And that's just like, that's a hundred percent real. So the first couple of years, it was just trying to, I guess, reestablish myself, like my foundation in him. See, because for a lot of us believers, we are not taught that believers will go through anything hard, even though that's what the word says. The word says that in this life, we will endure Mm. many trials and tribulations, but take heart because the Lord has overcome them all. But a lot of times, sure, we skirt on right past that. (laughs) So... When something happens, it can really rock your mm-hmm, world. Mm-hmm. And my world was rocked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so those first couple years, I really just had to, to make sure that I did not allow the enemy to fill my mind with lies and fill my heart with lies so that I lost hope and lost faith in God. So I think the first couple of years, I was really doing that, trying to... I guess, stabilize again, Mm -hmm. because one, my body had been through so much. Two, my hormones were all over the place because I would be pregnant, then not be pregnant, be pregnant, then not be pregnant. And so my body, there was an adjustment period in my body and my mind and with my relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Mm. Mm -mm. I want to go back to something you said. You said that you were heart sick. And that's something to um, to recognize. What were some of the things that you did to repair your heart or guard it? I know the scriptures talk about, you know, guarding your heart, you know, because from it, you know, flows the issues of life. And you're dealing with this issue here and you said, you know, you just drew, you drew closer to the Lord. Would you say that that heart sick uh, feeling went away over time or was it something that you got healed of, you know, maybe halfway through the journey and then now the other half was just kind of like waiting on him? You know what? I think I had periods of heart sickness. So I would get better and then... I would have not so good moments. I would get better and then I would have not so good moments. So I believe that within probably the last two years is when I was actually completely healed of the heart sickness. But prior to that, I would have cycles of heart sickness, but that goes into other things as well, which I don't... There, there were several things contributing to the heart sickness on top of the infertility struggle. And so it felt like I would be okay with mm. the infertility struggle. But when other issues of life would come up, that would come up too. And so it compounded everything. And then I would feel heart sick again. So that was like, it It felt like mm. that was something that the enemy would bring around for me in cycles. So it seemed like at a particular time of the year, I would start to feel that way. It, it was, it was a cycle. And so that, that gets into some of the, the deeper things that I had to ser- seek God out. Some of the deeper things that I had to seek God about. Um, concerning why I had cycles of what we would call naturally depression. So it it was, it's really, it would be cycles of heaviness Mm. where I would be good and I would feel strong. And then I wouldn't because something would happen or I would have a disappointment or it, it would really be once another year would go by and I hadn't conceived, that would like kick something off. And then I would get sick at a certain time of the year. And then something would happen with my finances at a certain time of the year. And it always would converge 
at this one time of the year, and then I would feel heart sick. Does that, I hope that I've explained that well. Oh, yeah, yeah. What I'd like okay. is, can we go just a little deeper in that? Take us to the next layer. Give us one tool that you use to kind of get you out of that depression. Or what was something that was brought to your attention that you realize, okay, I know this is no longer biological. I know that there's some spiritual stuff behind it. Um, tell me about a tool or something that helped you to um, get past that next layer um, towards your healing or that first step towards your healing from the heart sickness. Oh, child. <laughs> you want me to go deeper. Okay. <laughs> yes. I yes. sure will. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that, okay. you know, I'm thinking about this so, because yeah. as people are, I'm thinking about your story and as people are getting the wisdom, you know, we want to elevate them. You know, we want to elevate their mindset, their thinking from something normal. So we need to go deeper. So let's do that. Okay, so what helped me overcome the heart sickness was actually realizing that's what was going on with me. Like, mm. I don't think I realized or accepted that I was dealing with heaviness and depression. So the first thing that I needed to do was actually recognize and accept the truth. Because the word says it's the truth that makes you free. And because I had no awareness of what was truly going on with me, I was stuck in this cycle of bondage. And so my first mm -hmm. step was to realize, okay, Lania, something is off with you because it's not normal for a person to have these cycles. This is not normal mm -hmm. for like in the, in as a woman of God. I should not have these cycles of depression every single year because I, I, I just shouldn't, right? I, that's something that I should not continue in, continue in, continue in. But I didn't recognize it as such because the enemy is very stealthy. He's very crafty. Mm. And so just think about it. If you have 10 months of a year that are phenomenal, but there's two months of that year that you're not so great. You might not recognize this cycle because it might not be two straight months. It might be a week here, a week there. But in the grand scheme of things, two months out of a 12 month year, you weren't so great. Yeah. But what I realized, wait a minute, I'm dealing with this at the, at the same thing every year. Lord, what is going on with me? I had to ask the question and I had to be sincere about it. And I had to accept what he showed me and told me about myself. And that is not, I had not done that previously. I had sought out inner healing and deliverance. I am actually an inner healing and deliverance minister. So it's like, I, I know what to do. And Lord, I've had inner healing, but I had not accepted the truth. And mm. if you don't accept the truth, you will continue to walk in deception. And so what had deceived me was the appearance of when things were great. So it's like, you know, uh, it's just, it's just a little sadness. It's just a, but no, it's not just a, this is the enemy. This is the demonic having legal access in an area of my life. Mm. And so once I decided to tackle that with the Lord, that's when healing actually came. Now, do you, I'm sure you want to know, how did you do that? So how I began the process of getting free um, from that heart sickness is really, I had to truly get into the word of God mm. and not because that's just what you're supposed to do. But the word is a life-giving force. Yes. And I didn't recognize the importance of reading the word, meditating the word. And when I began to do that seriously, then I started to believe what the word said. And so that was 
one of the first steps was really saturating myself. Okay, what do you actually say about me? Mm. Because the word says that all of these promises are yes and amen. So I had to find out what the promises are concerning fertility and childbearing Mm. for someone that has um, accepted Christ as Jesus I mean, accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. Okay, what promises do I actually have? That was number one. I had to get into the word. The second thing that I did, I spent long amounts of time in prayer. Mm. And for, um, I pray in what is called other tongues. So um, I spent long amounts of prayer and tongues and I spent, um, a very, <laughs> a very, uh, focused year in fasting as well. So mm-hmm. I incorporated the word, I incorporated prayer and I incorporated fasting. Those were my, those are like my three big, you know, those are my big weapons that I use to combat what was being thrown at me all the time, which was these thoughts of, um, sadness, discouragement. I mean, I did mention that every year that this promise was not fulfilled because there were promises that were given to me. I'm not sure how much um, the audience is familiar with prophetic words, but prophetic words are basically when a man or woman of God shares a message with you of what the Lord has shared with them concerning you. Mm-hmm. And so I had people that tell me, you know, you're going to have this, you're going to have another baby. The Lord is going to restore you. The Lord is going to redeem you. Um, the Lord speaks to me heavily in dreams. And so I would have many dreams about being pregnant and having this new baby. I mean, it, it just, it goes on and on and it went on for many years. And so <laughs> as this went on, I'm like, okay, where is this promise <laughs> that I've dreamt <laughs> right, about right. that I've been told about? Where is it at? Yeah. And yeah. so that um I had to I had to find out not from some prophetic word, not from some dream, but I had to find out what does your word say? Because the word holds the ultimate authority. It says that the Lord esteems his word over his name. So I said, okay, this is pretty serious stuff. So what does his word say? And once I got stuck in the word, that is when healing like truly came. Mm, That's powerful beyond what we can think right now. Okay, so we were talking about fertility and faith. And this is no longer about just having a baby. You recognize that you were in a war, a war for you to get something that belonged to you. You know, something that the Lord said that you would would get and he want to give to you. And so you did what I like to call, you took charge of your fertility Mm -hmm. and you took charge of it by using Mm -hmm. these weapons, the word, prayer, and fasting. Yes. That's some heavy stuff. I mean, because we think about the word, you know, or reading our Bible, just maybe like a little five minute devotion. um, And then we're out the door. Um, But it sounds like you were actually spending a a considerable amount of time. Tell us how long did you spend in reading the Bible, meditating it, praying and fasting? Was that over several years within the 12 year journey? Or towards the end, when did you recognize like this is, I need to use these weapons more efficiently? Well, you know what? I actually had the realization that this was a spiritual problem and not a natural problem because Mm -hmm. I did try to seek out medical advice. So um, I was very traumatized. And it took me years to be able to even see a doctor again concerning fertility. Mm -hmm. So I had the last miscarriage and the uh, ectopic in 2014, and I did not approach um, 
the topic of my fertility, like what was actually going on to get an answer until 2018. And so it was Mm -hmm. after I had been tested. So, you know, all around the test, they, if, if you're a woman or a man listening to this podcast and you have dealt with fertility struggles, then, you know, they take you through a battery of tests to Mm -hmm. find out what's wrong. They (laughs) want to test every hormone. They want to test, do semen analysis. They want to do SHGs and shoot dye through your tubes. And they want to do all of these different things to rule out what this could be. And after that process, I went through the process. I had the um had the procedure where they make sure that your tubes are open. I only had one left, so um made sure that the one remaining that I had, I had ultrasounds, I had my hormones tested, I had all these different things done, and I realized, wait a minute, this is a spiritual problem when all of the medical tests came back as fine. Mm. Nothing is wrong. There is nothing medically wrong with you why you should not be able to conceive. And Mm. that is what made me start to say, you know what? If this was a natural issue, just a biological issue with me, then they would find some type of culprit to why I am not, not only not conceiving at all now, but why I had lost those babies. There was no genetic abnormalities. There was nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. And I said, that in itself is wrong. So that is why I said, this is a spiritual problem. Mm -hmm. This is a spiritual problem. There's no natural origin to it. And that is what made me say, okay, now I'm going to start to dig spiritually into what this issue is. So it wasn't the whole time because at first, I mean, you mature in your in your uh, natural walk, right? So mm-hmm. you mature, you grow, and you mature spiritually. So when this first happened, I was not the person that I am now. I didn't know the things that I, that I know now. So as I matured and learned more, it took me down the path of finding out from the Lord what was wrong. So at first, I believe I did what anybody would do. And you found out what in the world is wrong with me. Nothing was wrong. So it brings you to a place of desperation Mm -mm. because there's, there's no answer. And the answer could only be found in God. Okay, so we were talking about the weapons that you use to help you through the journey. Reading the word, meditating it, really studying it, praying for several hours a day in other tongues, and then fasting, living a fasted lifestyle. These are very deep, powerful tools. How long did you do this during the journey? Was it at the be- was it at the middle? When when did this come about? Okay, so focus on fertility. Um focus on receiving this promise. Yeah. I would say the last two years or so. But during those years, I was still seeking God just to be close to him, mm-hmm. you know, just to learn more about him. And so I did not allow the infertility to be all consuming. So there there was a period of time where I don't think I really focused on the fertility at mm. all, not very much. It was within these last, I think, two years or so that I recognized that, okay, I need to delve deeper into this issue. Because, you know, in life, you have so many different things. I mean, I have children. I have a husband. I have helped my husband run a business. I have run a business. I am in ministry. I am a minister at my church. So it couldn't consume Mm -hmm. me. There were many things that I needed to um, ask God about. There were many things that I needed guidance and direction. And then I had a very deep desire to just get to know him. Mm -hmm. 
And so during that period of time, it wasn't all focused on fertility. It was within, I want to say it maybe started 2020 or so, where I started learning about the importance of fasting. Like I didn't, I didn't know the importance of fasting and having a fasted life and what fasting actually does and all of those different things. So it took time for me to learn about that. I read books and the Lord led me to different resources that to help me understand why I needed to incorporate that with this issue, you know, so it wasn't the entire time I did fast and pray during that time but it wasn't necessarily about, you know, what was going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. with the infertility. Mm. Okay. Um, I did, uh, I started asking the Lord a very pointed question. And my question was, Lord, this is not a you problem. What is destroying me that I don't know? Mm. What is it that I can't see that is actually keeping me from receiving what you have promised Mm. me? And that is when he started leading me down the path about um, what was actually going on Mm. in the spiritual realm that was keeping me from what he has promised me in his word. Not just prophetic words, not just dreams and visions, but your word promises these things. What's going on, Lord, where I'm not receiving it? That was the question that I asked. And that's the question that started to open the quote unquote Pandora's box. That is the question that I asked. Wow. That takes a lot of humility to recognize that. It's not a natural thing. There's some spiritual, um, it's, it's tied to a spiritual issue. And then for you to say, what is it that I'm missing, Lord? Or what is it that's causing this not to happen? Or what is it I'm not doing? That takes a lot of humility. And um, yeah, so what was this thing that opened that box? Well, I asked the question. And a few days after I asked the question, it might have been one day, two days, child, I don't remember completely, but I know it wasn't more than three days where I asked this question and somebody randomly sent me this video and the video was a live hmm. video from YouTube that a woman of God, her name is Tiffany Montgomery and a man of God, Kevin Ewing, they mm-hmm. had done a live um, video together and I'll never forget it was the art it was called the art of war mm. and because of the title in itself let me tell y'all something I'm a spiritual warrior <laughs> and beast out here yes you so, are <laughs> anytime you say the art of war <laughs> <laughs> now that ain't humble at all is it <laughs> No, but seriously, <laughs> you know who you are. That's okay. You know who you it are. It really peaked. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I recognize that we are in a war. So when it, it, the title alone, it piqued my interest. It was called The Art of War. And it was with Kevin Ewing and Tiffany Montgomery. And during this live, Kevin Ewing was actually teaching about um, covenants, curses, and demonic altars. And as I was watching that video, it was speaking to my situation. And I said, Lord, is this my answer? Mm. And when I asked, Lord, is this my answer? More resources started coming Mm. concerning covenants, curses, and demonic altars. And so that's where this thing got real, (laughs) where it was, it was solidified that this is a a deep rooted spiritual issue. And that is where the rubber really met the road, (laughs) the rubber really met the road. And so, yeah, yeah. 
the rubber really met the road. So that was that was the catalyst, the question, the video, and then the resources that came afterwards mm. that basically confirmed that the, the you are you, despite being a blood-bought believer, there are things that are legally keeping you from receiving what God has promised you. And I mean, we go in deep. That's what it is. I could not tell the story and be 100% truthful without sharing that. Wow. And so my next question was, okay, this is my issue. How do I destroy these things? Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay, let's stop right there. Okay, let's recap. So you inquired of the Lord. Yes. What is there? It's something more. It's something deeper. Show me. And then you said someone contacted you, sent you this video mm-hmm. about covenants, curses, and altars, and other resources. And that was the key mm-hmm. to where we are now. I mean, that's that's deep. I don't think we go to that level. We just see what we can naturally see and think that that's the finality. You know, when the the Lord wants to pull us in more and deeper because he's a definitely a question answering God. So I, I love that, that you had these questions, you went to him and your heart was open and you were humble enough to hear, you know, receive that video that was sent to you. You know, it's, it's like the, the sensitivity that you have for being the strong woman that you are. That's very powerful. Very powerful. So tell us more. You were getting ready to tell us the second thing. Yes. So I asked the question, okay, if this is the issue, what do I do about it? Mm. (laughs) How do I, how do I first find out what altars, covenants, curses, which ones are affecting me? Mm. You know, I knew that they were affecting me, but I need specifics. And so I had to ask specific questions and that's where the prayer and the fasting, that's where it really heightened because I needed what, what fasting does. Fasting puts you in a state where it causes your body to kind of diminish, right? And it causes your spiritual man, the real you, to increase. I needed to be able to hear and receive what the Lord was showing and telling me. And so based on what I had learned about fasting, I decided that I was going to use this weapon that the Lord has provided us to my advantage. Mm. And that's what I did. So I also joined, um, uh, I, I mentioned her a lot. And the reason why I do is because she was instrumental in me learning about these things. Mm -hmm. Never met the woman a day in my life, but what she, what she taught helped me. And so I have to mention it, you know, I have to mention it. She has a ministry that fasts and prays very consistently. And because I was embarking on a journey of prayer and fasting consistently, joining with the ministry that she has Mm -hmm. helped me to have accountability, even though I didn't know her, you know, she didn't know me. It helped me with accountability and helped keep me to press. So she does a fast at, or she was doing it at that time. I believe she still does, but it was a fast every three day. The first three days of every single month was fasting, prayer, and she did a prayer call. So I joined that. And then I decided to take, take it a step further where I said, okay, she does that three days, three days at the beginning of the month corporately. I'm sure that she does that much more, but corporately she would do that. So I said, okay, in my personal time, I'm going to fast three days every week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fast three days every week because I need some answers. Mm-hmm. The warrior that you are <laughs> I need some answers. is a beast. And mm-hmm. so that's... <laughs> 
I was I was sick of being I was sick of the enemy stumping on me like right. a little ant. Right. I said, okay, we're not doing that no more. So that that is um that's how I started receiving answers. So during those fasting and prayer times, and I'm not going to say that every week was successful. You know, I'm mm-hmm. a human being. And some weeks I'm like, Lord, I'm hungry. You know, I, I can't do <laughs> it. Real. Mm-hmm. Um, some weeks I'm like, okay, Lord, I, I need, I'm going to get through at least one day. I'm going to get through at least two days. But the heart behind it was to seek him above yes. everything else. And I said, I am not letting go until you bless me. I am not letting go until I get an answer yes. about what's operating against yes. me. And I believe because of that, the answers came. And so the question was, Lord, what altars and covenants and curses? So there were generational curses that I wasn't aware of. Um, There were things going on in my bloodline that I wasn't aware of that gave the enemy a legal right in that area of my life. There were certain things that I had done that had unlocked things. Mm. Um, And so I had to repent of those things. This was a process. It was a process. But but even though it was a process, me going ahead and doing it means that for others, it doesn't have to be such a long process. It was such a long process for me because I was ignorant of the enemy's devices. But when you're not ignorant, it doesn't have to take as long. One of the things that Tiffany always says is that when the curse breaks, it comes along with the blessing coming with speed. Mm. And that it that was true mm. in my case. That when the curse broke, I mean, I was pregnant like that. Mm-mm-mm. Pregnant like that. Mm-mm-mm. I'm pregnant now. Mm. Eight and a half months. Ooh. I know if y'all can see me. Yes. But the belly is there. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now that's enrichment. That so, is yeah. fruit. That is reward. Yes. I love it. I love it. Um, that is so good. That oh, I got excited. I lost my thought, but that is that is so good. I'm so excited <laughs> to hear this. And so I want to say to the audience, I know we hit you with a lot of heavy, deep stuff just that moment about altars and curses and covenants and generational curses that you may not be familiar Mm -hmm. with that. Or you like, how does this apply? I want to encourage you to seek out that resource that she mentioned. Tiffany Montgomery is Mm -hmm. a great resource that you can find on YouTube. You can also reach out to Linnea herself as she is a minister Mm -hmm. within that realm of inner healing and deliverance and learning and about altars and covenants. She'd be glad to share that resources with you. So I didn't want us to go too deep without giving you a guide on how to find out more about that. So you can definitely reach out to her. And at the end of the show, we'll be talking about where you can find her to get those additional resources. Or if you have a question, you can email her about that. Maybe if you heard about these types of things and you didn't know that it could relate to something such as fertility, she has those answers for you or can point you to additional resources. Um, Another thing I want to talk about or just recap, she mentioned about fasting. Um, I want you to remember what she said. You know, it's about decreasing in your flesh or minimizing your flesh to allow your spirit man to arise, to allow you to get closer and intimate with God more deeply and more frequently. That's what the bulk of fasting is about. It's about getting close with God and connecting with him. And in that, he begins to speak to you and talk to you and reveal those things, reveal those answers to those types of questions that Lamea had. So I just wanted to just stop there and just really seal that because that was some true wisdom there. And it, it is through that gateway that she went through, the Lord was able to reveal. And as she said, Tiffany stated, when the curse was broken, the blessing came. It sounds like we have made it through the 12-year journey. And you talked about that very end, you know, those last things that you did to kind of facilitate the blessing coming quickly. Is there something else you wanted to share about the journey itself um, before we move on to something else? 
just don't allow the enemy to keep you from continuing. Mm. Don't allow him to keep you from continuing. We have a very real enemy. And you might say, well, fertility, I mean, it doesn't seem that big of a deal. There's IVF out there. There's this, there's that out there. Mm -hmm. I would encourage every single person, regardless of the issue in your life, because this is not about fertility. This is about a faith walk. And so don't allow the enemy to keep you from proceeding on your journey to faith. Don't allow him to stop you. You keep going no matter what, no matter what, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, no matter what type of report you have gotten, you keep on going. And I guarantee you, if you don't faint, if you don't faint, when the Lord comes with that blessing and finds you in faith, it has no choice but to happen. No choice but to happen. So don't Mm. quit no matter what. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. So it sounds like this is something that you would tell the younger Linnea. So going back over the 12 years, now where you are and going back, what would you tell that person then or Linnea 12 years ago? What would you tell her right now to get her to where she is? The Lord is faithful. The Lord is faithful. And if he promised you something, he's going to give it to you. So don't Mm. quit. Mm. That's what I would tell my Mm. younger self. Mm. Mm. He is who he says he is. Yes, he is faithful. He is faithful. So I want to talk a little bit more um, just about your support system. You know, you are married and you have these two children. What was it like for them going through the journey? A lot of times we're in this journey. We think that it's just all about us. And sometimes it affects the people around us that loves us. Mm -hmm. How was that experience for them? And, you know, where, where are they now? Well, my children, I didn't. They were so young when the miscarriages happened, they didn't know. So I had not told them that I was expecting. So I did not have to have the conversation with them about the pregnancy losses because I hadn't Mm. told them that I was expecting. So I think that that kind of protected them from that aspect. But what's very interesting is that my daughter is the one that she had faith (laughs) She wanted, she wanted a sibling, a baby sister to be exact. And so (laughs) her tenacity and her um, willingness to give up this dream, hope, I don't know what else to call it about having a baby sister is kind of what pushed me. Mm. It pushed me because she wanted that baby sister. And I said, Lord, you know what? My baby is not going to be put to shame. Yes. And I know like as a mama bear, it's like, wait a minute. You're not only messing with me, devil. You messing with my child. And I needed her to know who God was. I needed her to know that he was faithful. I needed her to know that if he said it, you believe it. And it's going to, it's going to come to pass. So I, she, she has no awareness of what her tenacity did for her mama's faith. Mm. It, it made me not give up. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, it's like, wait a minute. It's not just me, but this child, like, I got a funny story. This little, this little five, six year old child. I don't know how she knew what a a pregnancy test looked like. (laughs) I don't know how she knew. But this child, she made me a positive pregnancy test. <laughs> on one end, it was it was colored with marker. And on one end, it was blue. On the other end, it was pink. And it had two black lines 
in the middle that represent that this was a positive test. And she said, mommy, I made you one of these. You're going to have one of these. (laughs) This was years ago. And I said, you know what? This is an act of faith and I'm going to keep it. And I still have it. I still have it. She made it. And she said, this is what my mommy's going to have. We're going to have a positive pregnancy test. To this day, I'm like, how did this child know what a pregnancy (laughs) test looked like, let alone a positive one? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so, I mean, I just think it's just those little, I I feel like those are God winks, Mm. you know, where he's giving you just a little something, just a little something. Keep going, daughter. Keep going, daughter. And that, that she didn't even know that she was a part of the support system, mm. but she was. Mm. She she wanted what she wanted. And the mother in me said, wait, you know, you might come for me, but you're not about to destroy my, my little child's faith. Yeah. So that caused me to keep going. Mm. Faith all around. You know, I'm a life listener and learner, and I was so encouraged by your news, so encouraged for my own journey as I am on the same believing journey, same faith journey as well for my second child. And so just all the wisdom that you have shared with me has elevated my thinking and perspective. It has caused me to come out of my comfort zones and start asking the Lord about certain things and adopting lifestyles in my life, such as more fasting and more prayer and and more reading, just more, more, more God things. And it's just so great. I'm just so happy to be celebrating this time with you. I want to talk about hope for other women, particularly for women that want to start families. They don't have a child at all or they're not even married yet, don't even have the prospect, and they they want children. What type of encouragement um, that you would give to them um, that want to be married and have children, but it hasn't come yet, and they feel like their clock is ticking, their biological clock is running down? Well, the one thing that I'm always going to point you back to is the Word of God. I'm always going to point you back to the word of God. And so your clock may be ticking, but what what is the precedent set in the word concerning a biological clock? Mm -hmm. Does that even matter? I don't really think so, because we had Sarah, who was old, Abraham, who was old, Elizabeth, who was old. And they conceived their much wanted children despite age. So don't let age be the what discourages you. Don't let that discourage you because based on the word of God, it don't matter how old you get. You can have that baby yes. and you will have that baby. It doesn't matter how old you get. You want to get married? You will get married. I believe when your desires line up with the word of God, you have a legal ground to stand on to say, Lord, this is what's promised in your word. And because it's promised in in his word, if you are a believer and have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then it's promised to you. And so if the word says it, then it applies to you. And you get you hold on to that thing like a dog holding on to a bone <laughs> and don't give up. Yes, yes. You find what word you find uh, for some people, they need lots of scriptures to stand on, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. For me, it was one scripture. My favorite scripture is Luke 1 verse 45. And the word says, blessed is she who believed. For there shall be a performance of those things promised to her from the Lord. Mm. And every single thing that's written in that word concerning a successful marriage, concerning a fruitful womb, is a promise from the Lord. If you believe it, you will be blessed with that thing. So that is the scripture that I stood on. I stood on that thing. It's my 
favorite scripture and it has come to pass in my life. And then the other one, I want to say is Isaiah 55. I think it's verses 11 and 12. And it says that the word that the Lord sends out, that it is going to be performed. Yes. Period. Mm-hmm. And so that for me is what what I stood on. And so that's why I say the importance is knowing what the word says concerning the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. You have to know mm-hmm. it in order to hold on to mm-hmm. it. And so I would encourage every woman, every man, no matter what the issue is, whether it's marriage, whether it's children, whatever that thing is, you get in that word and you find out what God says about it. And once you have a awareness about the truth, it's the truth that makes you free. Yeah. And once you accept that that truth applies to you, then you can, you can stay rooted and grounded and not give up. But we're destroyed because of what we don't know. So if you have a lack of knowledge in any of these areas, then the enemy can triumph over you because you just don't know who you are. Mm. You don't know what's been promised to you. You don't know what's available to you. But when you know it, when you know it, the enemy can't, he can't triumph over you. So that's how I would encourage you that word. Mm. It trumps prayer. (laughs) It trumps fasting. The word, the word, that is where you have to be rooted and grounded. The word, the word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. Yes. Yes. It's the only thing that'll never pass away. Well, you heard that. You heard that. If you don't draw anything else from what was said, what you need to know is that the word is what you need. To get you through life, you can't do it without it successfully. You may have some measure of success within your own way, your own strength. But if you want real long lasting success, if you want miraculous things to happen for you, if you want your 12 years to turn into fruitfulness, stand on the word and watch it open up and come alive in your life. Watch it guide you and lead you and order you in the way that you need to go for your call, for your purpose, as she stated. So that was very powerful. And I hope that the wisdom was shared through this conversation really captures your heart, causes you to make changes in some areas in your life, to elevate your thinking, to enrich you so that this time next year, for those who are wanting children, will have them, including myself. So I want to thank you, Linnea, for your time today. Let's tell the audience where they can find you. What's your social media handles? My social media handles are my first and last name, Linnea Preston. So you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. I am Linnea Preston. Kept it simple so that you guys can easily find me. Great. So we'll, I'll drop all of that in the show notes and in the description. You'll be able to see how her name is pronounced and, uh, excuse me, how her name is spelled. And then all those resources that we mentioned during the uh, discussion today will be posted there as well. And so, Lene, is there anything else you want to leave with our guest today? I do. I meant to give my email okay. as well. My email is truthinlovelp at gmail.com as well. So that's that's a direct, you know, um, link to get to me is my email. Truthandlovelp at gmail.com. We'll put that in the in the section too with all the other yes, information. Yes. But yeah, I just wanted to make sure that you guys know that the Lord loves you, that anything that is promised in that word applies to you, that It is imperative for you to dive deeper with him. Ask the hard questions. Ask the questions that that you really want the answers to. Don't be afraid because he's a good dad. And if you have questions, he wants to answer them. You just have to ask him. You ask him, he'll tell you. 
So I just wanted to encourage you to seek out your heavenly father. And even if you have an issue that is a biological issue, for me, I didn't have anything wrong. Mine's was strictly spiritual, but every single issue in the natural has a spiritual origin. And so Our God is the great physician. So even if you get a bad report, even if there is a biological or physiological issue with you, there is nothing that the Lord cannot heal, redeem, and restore. So your answer is still found in him. So I just want to point you back to our Heavenly Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and his word. With those things, you cannot fail. Thank you so much, Linnea. This has been a powerful, transformational story that I can't wait to share with the world. So thank you for your time today. And I look forward to us connecting again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Your Voice Must Be Heard podcast. I hope the story you heard inspired and motivated you to take action for transformation in some aspect of your life. I would love it if you send an email with questions, share your enlightening moment or profound wisdom you may have. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Your Voice Must Be Heard podcast. I look forward to hearing from you. See you in the next episode. Bye.